the Parkins and Spiegel Show. If y'all ready, give me a hell yeah. Oh, hell yeah. Ryan Poles, he does other things with, with players. He, he labels them in, in different ways. You know, you got different colors that we use, blue players at the top, and are you comfortable going down to the reds? It's blue and red, gold, orange, and then the gray. Blue, red, gold, orange, gray. That's very safe. Now, you may look around and see two groups here, white collar, blue collar. But I don't see it that way, and you know why not? Because I am colorblind. So if you're a gray-coated player, you stink. I might not even draft you. But what safe colors he chose to label players? Why am I Mr. Pink? Who cares what your name is? Yeah, that's easy for you to say. You're Mr. White. You have a cool-sounding name. All right, look, if it's no big deal to be Mr. Pink, you want to trade? Hey, nobody's trading with anybody. This guy's a blue, blue player. Blue? Blue's blue chip, right? Blue is that, chip. Is that the yeah, origin? Blue is the so. top, yeah. I figure a white blue chip athlete like myself... Deserve something extra. I want to know how many players he's got as blue. He said that was part of the evaluation today. It was like you're trying to figure out because the more players you had in that top tier, that's like the lowest you'd be right. willing to trade down. Right. Like if he's got like seven blue players, then he doesn't want to go lower than seven. Are you crazy? Are you blue? Only in color, Michael. Only in color. Gray is any player currently playing for Mark Tressman in the CFL. That makes sense. Yeah. Yeah, they're the grace. Oh, Albert Fish? He was known as the gray man. The police asked a, a woman to describe him, and she said he was gray man. in both appearances and demeanor. He was a serial killer. He slayed children and ate them. He was a cannibal. Fish was finally arrested, and he immediately began confessing to killing 700 children. Get out of here. Yes. One of the detectives said he appeared as the devil himself. I mean, uh, this Albert, the, I mean, this guy was a real jerk. <laughs> <laughs> One, two, three, and here we go, Jim. Here we go. Here we go, Jim. Here we go, Tony. The Parkins and Spiegel Show, afternoons from 2 to 6 on 670 The Score in Odyssey Station. Man, I miss Norm. Good stuff from Tanny. Kind of felt like an obvious choice for the Open with the ridiculousness of ranking players by colors. Ridiculous. Um, I like your allusion to all the possible dangers you could face if you had not chosen safe colors. Like if you're going to label people as colors, <laughs> the minefield <laughs> is available. He's just he chose very he chose very safe colors. That's true. And now I am lost uh, in an internet wormhole for later on Albert Fish who I'd never heard of until that moment. Just watch the Norm video in full. He details all the horrible acts. Oh <laughs> my god, what is that? What Norm is that? Wait, his wait, podcast. Uh, oh my god. I, I just googled it. I'm like, "Ah, Albert Fish." <laughs> I like true crime stuff, but this might be a little too this true, a little too crimey. Too crimey and too true. Too much true crime in my true crime. Which brings us one. to Jalen Carter. <laughs> Man, oh it had been like a day or two until there, since there was like a huge bombshell. We said it was going to be a big week yeah. for the top of the draft and everything that was going to go on as it uh, related to the Bears. And, you know, the the story is tragic. And... You think about like Chandler LaCroix's family. Yeah, that's the or, recruiting coordinator. Or, or Devin Willock's family. Yep. Um, Nolan uh, Smith, the Georgia teammate, spoke eloquently and passionately and emotionally about 
Devin Willocks today. Yeah, you just you think like these these people's families are. It's happened, you know. Uh, it happened with January fifteenth. So yep. it happened six weeks ago. They're maybe just maybe starting to put the pieces of their life back together. You know, obviously it's a it's a tragedy that will affect their family and their loved ones for the rest of their life. Mm-hmm. But like you're like coming out of it. And when it happened, it was a story because they were affiliated with Georgia football, but it largely went away from the national consciousness because there weren't star players attached to it. And that's just how the media works for better and for worse. And then six weeks later, because Jalen Carter allegedly lied to the cops and was one of the people racing away uh, towards a Waffle House leaving a strip club, according to the uh, Atlanta Journal-Constitution, their names and everything is back in the public consciousness like this. It just must be so hard for them to go through the entire thing. And then there's the football part of it. Yeah, well, that's that's the thing. Just on on, on the human level, when you got your, your teammates and, and their parents dealing with the funerals and the fallout of this and the – the football program and it all like it's it's so it's so unseemly as 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 a night and tragic as a night but then all the the human after effects and what you're dealing with and th- that that to me is the issue like how Jalen Carter did not then or after or until these charges come out come forward and be accountable cuz it only becomes public now and he's about to speak or as he is about to speak because the, the police apparently did their job. They found surveillance video that showed the route that the players were taking. It showed that there were other cars involved. It, you know, they, they have stuff. And how do you invest in a person who never is really accountable for helping to try and figure out the truth about these people that died? How do you invest in, in, in a person like that when we're, you're in a league where Henry Ruggs situation just happened a couple of years ago with the Raiders? We're like... Things things still happen, and people are, 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 can still be very, very stupid. But more than stupid, it's the lying and the lack of accountability. That for me, I'd be like, all right, no, I, I, I just can't. I can't bank on you and your work ethic, which has already been questioned for the next four or five years. So I, the, I'm out. The obvious question is, what color does Ryan Poles cate- categorize? He probably Jalen was, Carter. Is. He was a blue. He was definitely a blue. And now, does it drop him red? Um. Gray. Gray. To me. Wow. But I feel like gray is, is like the, the 50-50 that, that's in the gray yeah, area. We're, we're, see, because like we talked about gray yesterday as the worst possible thing, which I like that as an angle. That, was that also, the last one he said? I was just going with the order yeah, of the right. colors. We but can't also, confirm that he the order that he said it is the order that they rank him at. Because the, why would red be second? But in the second? cut, he says, if you're comfortable dipping down to the reds. So yes, uh, the Cincinnati Reds. I thought that's what he's talking I, I, about. <laughs> I thought he meant that the Reds started at like maybe eight or nine or something like that. And are you comfortable going to the middle of the first round where you have Grody? to have a red instead of a blue? That yeah. wouldn't make any sense, though. In in what world do you see red and you're soothed? That's the universal color for alarm. Yeah, you're bringing a lot of emotions and other context to the colors. I see what you're saying, though. But yeah. I think I think how he said it. It did suggest some sort of sequential order yes. of where the guys were because there are only so many guys. Like you, you group the players, were you know, and then once you go down out of this group, it's like, oh wait, we go into a new tier. But you know, every year there's a story that'll come out that'll be like, you know, there's really only twenty guys in this draft with first round grades, uh-huh. so twelve guys are going to be graded as second round players that get picked, that in, get the, picked in, in the first in, round, in the first round. Right. So and so like. There's the grade, which is normally a numerical value assigned. That's how uh-huh. I had heard it. But then, but yeah, you have 
you you got like the the magnets up on the on the board, and sure. those are often color coded for the depth. Look, chart. you're you're going with logic, and as I, always, I, I always do. You're my you're my rational thought provider. I try to be. Yeah, I I, I re-upped again this year. You know, I yeah. re I re-enrolled. You're keeping me in business. I, I didn't I didn't miss my re-enrollment period. No, you know, I almost I could have. You but read I, the company. I email. checked the company <laughs> email. I re-enrolled, and I'm happy to pay the copay that I frequently pay. Yeah, Shane is going with a, a very different thought process, that red is not soothing, that gray is wishy-washy, that orange, similarly, is not a primary color, right? You're orange. Pick a freaking lane. Are you red or are you white? What are you, orange? But you're a bear's color, so it could, I could see it being blue than orange. Uh, I, could see, I could see that I see. As, as a potential argument. Mm. Again, uh, we're, we're getting off so track. I go blue as the best. Orange. So yeah, yeah, yeah. We're, we're gold is the one below it. Like this guy is a gold standard, but maybe not for us. A blue chip for us. <laughs> Orange below that because it, it's like, yeah. well, you're somewhat on fire. Like you're not the hottest part of the flame, which the tip is the blue. You're uh-huh. the base of the flame, so we can see it in mm. you. And then the 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 red, the gray is like, ah, uh, you're kind of in the gray area. Maybe we'll figure it out. And the red is, brother, you suck at this. Like you should be doing it. Yeah, sirens, yeah. blue and red, gold, orange. Even if that is his order, it's not correct. (laughs) (laughs) I think that's an important point for listeners to understand. You're less interested in finding out what he actually means than you are in telling him what he should mean. I don't care what he he actually ranks the players at. I just want to make sure his colors are in the right order. Good talk. That makes sense. Does it matter to you what burner he uses most on his stove? It should be the right right front. Okay, yeah. I thought thought you'd have an opinion on that. Yeah, absolutely. Right front burner. I used the right front this morning for eggs. Good. Left front for bacon. You shouldn't have used it for eggs, though. Why Because not? that's probably your strongest flame, even on your lowest setting. All right. You, you know, should go to the back right. I'm, I'm going to check in with you um, <laughs> tomorrow before I cook. Cool. Okay. Don't call me before 10. So let's let's say, so, so Jalen Carter. <laughs> oh, yeah. Jalen Carter. Remember him? Totally do. Okay. Um, gray. Gray. <laughs> gray. It's, do you think... These transgressions are going to be bad enough to take a player that is this good, who Mm. legitimately could be the number one pick in the draft uh, off of the majority of people's boards because this is the part that is ugly about the sports conversation here. You mentioned Henry Ruggs. This isn't Henry Ruggs. The Raiders cut Henry Ruggs immediately because he was going to jail for basically forever because he was driving the car Mm -hmm. that resulted in a fatality. Jalen Carter has been charged to this point Mm -hmm. with two misdemeanors. There are a ton of examples in sports of players way less talented than Jalen Carter that have been charged with misdemeanors that sign multi-million dollar contracts, that get drafted, sure. that, that get that new contracts, the, the whole thing. So, like, so, so yes, absolutely. That on the, the detail, as a line item, misdemeanor charges that neither of which carry more than 12 months in jail, and it's very unlikely that he would even get that since that's the maximum for one of them, which was racing. It's maximum of 12 months. The... Uh, yeah, of course, as a line item, it is not going to to rule him out. 
I, I want to go deeper, and that's why we read the story and look for the facts and try to give the context. And then I look at the character that's revealed in those things. But to your point, not everybody's going to have the feeling that I had or what I think Ryan Poles might have because it's year one of their regime and they've talked so much about character and culture and people who love the game. So, look, we've seen the Cowboys do this. We've seen the Raiders do this. We've seen every team in the NFL do this. Every team. I can give you an example from every team mm-hmm. off the top of my head without problem. The Bears, Ray McDonald. Yep. The Chiefs, Tyreek Hill. Like, fire them at me. They're they're everywhere. Every everybody yeah, does li- it. Literally every team does it. It it is because because it is there it, it's kind of similar to what we talked about uh with the Mike Clevenger allegations, because there really aren't consequences. There really aren't consequences. Mm -hmm. You get some backlash. You get some protesting. You get some uh, angry fan mail, whatever the case may be. And you go on because of the huge nature of the big business of professional sports and that you have a fan base and an audience and a a customer base that is addicted to your product. Absolutely. And so, like... Every, so, some teams like the Cowboys and the Raiders historically have definitely done it more. Mm-hmm. But what I think is interesting in particular, and we can even we can put Jalen Carter aside for a second if you want, and we don't know this yet because we don't know Ryan Poles that well, is does Ryan Poles agree with Andy Reid on how Andy Reid approached players with character concerns? And I'll use character concerns as an overarching thing where we could you could put everything into that bucket and there are minor infractions major infractions Andy Reid was the only guy who was willing to bring in Mike Vick out of Leavenworth out of federal prison Andy Reid only guy to do it the Chiefs drafted Tyreek Hill Mm -hmm. Tyreek Hill had to leave Oklahoma State had to go to a smaller college fell to the fifth round pled guilty to reduce charges but still of punching and strangling his pregnant girlfriend in college. Like one of the most heinous things that you could possibly think of. Chiefs drafted him. Yeah. Because he was fast. And they didn't think they were getting an all-pro wide receiver. No. They just, they just you know, the Bears, Ray McDonald was a rotational piece on the defensive line. I, I, absolutely. But you don't so, have to be great in order for teams to take chances on you, is my point. I, that, and, 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 that, and that is a good point. And at some point, it does become part of the cold, hard value calculus, which is why you're interested in where is he going to go? Top five using a pick like that? Yeah, but if he drops and you're in round two and like, wow, people still haven't taken Jalen Carter. We see it all the time that some team will be the one that says, this is where it's valuable enough that I'm going to take the chance. And B, the other factor is, where are you as a life cycle? Where are you as a franchise in terms of your life cycle and trying to win? And what you believe is the culture that you have. Do you believe that your culture and what you do is strong enough to withstand this? We saw Bill Belichick do it all the time. Go out and get people, whether it was Corey Dillon. Hell, Randy Moss in, in more minor ways was considered a, a, the kind of person that you couldn't coach. Belichick would do it every year. He'd go out and grab somebody because he believed in his culture. I saw Texter point out that some mock has the Steelers being the ones to say Jalen Carter because that whoever was doing that assumes that Mike Tomlin feels so good about his culture that they could work with this guy, help him recover from whatever stupidity he's got going on and help it like embolden the work ethic. So yeah, it depends on that. Do I believe the bears are a in a moment in their life cycle where it makes sense and B have established 
anything in terms of a culture that they really think they can control and feed something like this? I do not. I don't know, to be honest with you. I don't think we know yet. They haven't had big draft assets. We haven't seen them use it. And they haven't had big free agency dollars. Everything that they did was directed towards getting guys out of here. And Byron Pringle, who they brought in, now, no one died, obviously. But he was doing donuts in the parking lot. With his son in the back. With with a kid in the back of the car, you know, driving recklessly and doing all sorts of things. And they... They stood behind him, you know, and they now they had already signed him. Right? Did Poles? He didn't know about those charges when they when the, they signed him, right? Well, well, no, but I mean, they, but they, they stood behind him. They, they, yeah. they, they stood, they stood behind him, mm-hmm. you know. And so it's the type of thing, like it's just, it's a balancing. Like some NFL team, if Jalen Carter starts to fall, is going to be thinking, well, Jalen Carter uh, drove already had an eighty nine and a forty speeding ticket. And then also uh, was racing at 2.30 in the morning, going over 100 miles an hour. Uh-huh. A teammate died in a car crash, left the scene, lied about it, changed his stories multiple times. But Peter Skaronsky has short arms. Like, you know what I mean? Like the, 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 Those are the types of like cold-hearted calculations I, I, I know. that these football people I know. are going to be doing. And they're going to say, which is the bigger question mark or, right. or flag? So I, so I believe... In terms of where the Bears are and what they have and have not built and what they're doing, that it doesn't make sense for them to do that. So not only would do I think that they'd be out and would I be out if I were Ryan Poles, I think they're going to be out, is my guess on it. That yeah. they look at this and they cross him off. What would you do? And then no judgment. I, no, I, I understand. Know, it's I mean, part of the it's part of the calculus. Would you take him at a certain point? Where is it for you? And do you think that the Bears will? Because I, I I don't. I don't. Point. I don't think the Bears will take him because they can control exactly where they go again the draft. But I think if they had the fourth pick and he fell to them, that w- they'd be in a position to do it. Because they need difference-making, game-changing, no question about it, football players. But the first pick, I think, gives them the ability to take Will Anderson, to trade to a spot where they don't feel like they have to take Jalen Carter on their board. If they trade to four and Will Anderson goes Goes three, three, I think that it is absolutely in play that they take Jalen Carter. Again, we have a lot to learn about this incident between now and then, but Kyle Long actually spoke to something that will help us here in this conversation. You'll hear it. He talked with Shane on Bourbon and a Buddy about it. Pole's position on the guy that Tanny listened to today that he thinks the Bears are going to fall in love with. That's coming up in 20 minutes. It's Parkinson Spiegel on the score. Yeah, I'll go back to coaches, his principle. Guys that play the way that we're looking for, violence, length, tenacity. That's what we're looking for. Guys that can get after the quarterback, but also play the run as well and be disruptive. That's Ryan Poles talking about Guys are looking for this offseason on the defensive side of the ball. Jalen Carter would certainly fit that bill. We'll do a polls position on a player that uh, spoke today that Tanny thinks is going to check all the boxes for the Bears. That's coming up at 3 o'clock. But Kyle Long seen it all, basically, in his life around football. 
had his own character questions. Obviously, nothing like this Jalen Carter situation, but he did was around uh, plenty of teammates who had similar ish things. He also uh, was only, I believe, nine years old when his dad starred with Robert De Niro, famously. <laughs> yes, I believe that. I believe that's correct. Mm-hmm. Um, so he's on Bourbon and a Buddy with Shane Reardon, and uh, they're talking about. Character guys, Ryan Poles, and how that goes uh, leading into a draft. Ryan Poles is the smartest one in his room. So uh, you think about a leader in, in, in that situation. Also, coming from Kansas City, seeing the things that he's seen, albeit he can't clone Patrick Mahomes and Andy Reid, right? But he can understand what works. Um, and he can understand that sometimes guys that are question marks from a character standpoint can do well if you surround them with good men. And they have a, a, a litany of good men in Kansas City. And I hope that he can replicate that in Chicago to try to build around a guy like Justin Fields if you want to keep Justin Fields. Are you talking about someone like Tyreek Hill, like that has questionable character stuff and they were still able to use him and, and keep the distractions away from the football field? Well, I, I you know, and I hate to do this. I, I hate to do this because he's a friend. He's a friend of mine. I consider him a friend of mine. But Frank Clark, a guy who's had run ins with the law. Sure. Um, somebody where a lot of people say, well, that's just another, you know, another bad example of an NFL. Frank Clark's a really good guy. And, you know, when he shows up to play, he shows up to play for his teammates. And that's why he's one of the all time playoff sack leaders. And uh, Andy Reid loves misfit toys. Ha, huh. misfit toys. Well, so, you know, I was in Kansas City when they drafted. Uh, Tyreek Hill and it was a big thing and I went back and was just like looking for for some quotes from Andy Reid um he basically characterizes it as you know are they trying to fix the situation what are they doing to fix the situation what kind of counseling are they getting how long has it been are they staying consistent with it and then talking to the kids you have to look them eye to eye and see what's going on you mentioned Mike Vick that's kind of where Michael was he found out that there were people that really cared about him and didn't and he wanted to fix the problem there was no doubt with Michael that he wanted to fix the problem and I felt that way with Tyreek there was no doubt that he wanted to fix the problem end quote so so that that look that that's beautiful on a human level that's beautiful and if you're Andy Reid and you feel like you truly know how to lead, how to coach, how to read people and make the most of these kind of things, then yeah, you get emboldened and you take those chances and it works. Do Poles and Eberflus believe that about themselves? I don't know, but doesn't it doesn't Eberflus strike you as the kind of guy who would he strikes me as a guy who would preach character, mm-hmm. but also as a believer in you got to love the game, football, leader of men, football builds character, all of those types of high schooly platitudes yeah. that are coachy, but like that, they, that he, he, he would believe in that sort of redemption arc through football and coaching and discipline. He strikes me as a kind of guy who might, if I was guessing, but I haven't heard him talk about it. Yeah, I'd, I'd be, and and to your point though, it's possible that they're not there yet. I don't, I, that he I, needs to have his DeForest Buckner, and he needs to have his, uh, you know, quarterback on a second contract, who's the unquestioned leader of the team. This is my thing, man. Like they talk about the culture that they are trying to build, and maybe they boast about it. Well, we have a good culture. We have good work habits. We've done this. They haven't built anything. They haven't built anything like that. Like you know, look, they got the most out of Eddie Jackson. That 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 that's good. And Eddie, 
saw this opportunity to kind of remake his career a little bit, which was listing. And Ryan Poles says good things about him. Um, everything else is is based on what a, a year of just kind of piecing it together, and they slowly removed pieces, some of whom were very, very respected pieces. I don't think they've built anything or have any pelts on the wall here to say oh, I, they coming don't. To, uh, right. They, they, they're the worst team in football. They they, they definitely to don't. say to themselves. Or, you know, convince each other, like, if we bring this guy, we're going to be on top of it. We're going to be in, in charge of it. I, okay, but, like, all I'm saying is I don't think it should be dismissed. What happens before the draft? Free agency. What if they sign Javon Hargrave? And they feel like Javon Hargrave <laughs> learned. Yeah. And Javon Hargrave... I really like the personal soft factors of him where he used to have a questionable work ethic. Um, and then Fletcher Cox worked with him so much. And Javon Hargrave has shown tremendous maturity. You remember that's a big part of why I advocate for him. That's is why that I use the example. He's an adult. But so, so what if they signed Javon Hargrave? And want him to do for Jalen Carter what Fletcher Cox did for him? Exactly. Mm. You know, I mean, they can sell that story to you. And again, this is... There's a your skin crawls nature to the conversation because of the seriousness of the tragedy that happened. But we are trying to think about this through the sole prism of the Bears and Ryan Poles and the fact from the matter that this is a guy who is going to be drafted and is probably going to be a great football player at yeah. an exact at we know Matt Eberflus's number one position for this defense where they absolutely have a need. It was the only thing they tried to spend big money on in free agency last year. Mm -hmm. It didn't work. Like Jalen Carter absolutely fits everything that the Bears need as a football player. And and, and the thing is, like if they do decide, if let's say they bring in somebody like Hargrave, they bring in Hargrave, and I mean, you used my own feelings against me here, Danny, as you make a point. I'm just saying. But say they do. They might even then, you know, as as I as I think about it, they might think, "Hey, we could trade all the way down to nine. That's what I'm saying, and get and get Car- Jalen Carter there. And, and again, I I am not taking Blech. a position on doing it or not yet Blech. because we don't know how this legal process is going to unfold. We have absolutely no idea. I mean, he released a statement saying he's going to be completely exonerated yeah. of all charges. So it it is. By de- by that literal definition, too early. Uh-huh. He hasn't even talked to the police yet. He left Indianapolis to fly to Atlanta to to talk to him. I, but I, so I, I just I. But yeah, man, you I could definitely see a scenario. We could get the number one player on our board, and we get two future first round picks because we were able to trade so far down. Yeah. And we believe in our culture and what we're building and who we signed in free agency to mentor him and bring him along. I get it. You know, like it's I get just, it. It happens. Every year in the, the NFL. The part of this that always feels unseemly to me is that I like to, on the human level, believe that people can grow and change and mature. And we have seen it time and time and time again. But when you're crossing somebody off, you're banking that they're not going to mature in time to help me. And there's like some judgment that goes on there. I personally, after reading the police report and that story and connecting it with the other work ethic stuff, for me, it does feel like I do not want to take the risk of projecting that maturity at, at this point in my organization's life. And I think that it's a totally reasonable <clears throat> stance. I, I'm not I'm not saying you're wrong. I'm saying I'll be floored if the Bears cross him off their list based on what we know today. Just because of how good he is and the fit and their system. 
He's getting downgraded. He might eventually get crossed off. But what mm-hmm. we know today, I'd be surprised just what I think I know about polls, what I'm guessing about Eberflus, yeah. what we know about the position and the talent. Tanny listened to a player today at the Combine that he thinks is going to check all the boxes that Ryan Poles and the Bears are going to fall in love with at the top of the draft. You'll hear it for Poles' position next on The Score.